I V M. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories. Now today's episode is really special because we talk to Ajita Yasmin, one of our listeners and also the winner of. get featured in the musafir stories contest that we ran on the occasion of international podcast day but before we start that episode a quick shout out to the wonderful folks at castbox one of the fastest growing podcast app that is available for both ios and android users castbox has some really cool features like an episode audio search which is great for finding specific information a great volume boost functionality that is um, useful for outdoor listening and also the ability to change narration speeds um, that's very useful for super users now along with this listeners of the musafir stories can uh, now access premium features on castbox by using the pr- promo code musafir m u s a f i r musafir this will be valid for uh, 6 months once you go premium We also recently had a brilliant chat on the Castbox original program called Podcast Unfiltered with Vijay Gautam. So links are in the show notes. You can go check out that conversation that Faiza and I had with Vijay as well. On with today's episode now. Hey Ajita, welcome to the Musafir Stories. Hey, hey Saifan Faiza. Happy happy to be part of Musafir Stories. Thank you for having me on the show Saifan Faiza. Oh, I'm happy to be featured on this episode. Yeah, same yeah. here. Uh it's almost like 9 o'clock I think by the time we've started this episode 9 p.m. I was so close to missing this uh, particular recording because of the heavy rain and bad traffic right here. But I am so glad that to be like, I, I was able to dial into this. So yeah, so this is like a special episode that I'm super excited to discuss about because ajita is one of our listeners and she's so dear to us so ajita a big thank you and welcome again <laughs> yeah delighted to have you ajita thank you so much yeah so ajita what do you do how did you start traveling yeah i'm rooted in chennai and uh, now working in bangalore uh-huh. so i'm basically an adrenaline adrenaline junkie i love traveling and adventure sports uh-huh. so uh, i keep planning trips within my friends group also all the time and my parents also i keep uh, saying them that we should keep traveling to places and my father is uh, greatly supporting my thoughts on travel Wonderful. though he doesn't participate he allows me to travel everywhere across the world so he also gifted me a trip to thailand singapore malaysia uh, on my birthday oh. so i was super excited to have such a supporting father uh, in terms of travel This travel gives me a kick and a sense of accomplishment with no other activity gives. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and a big, big shout out to your dad. Dad, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like uh, your dad <laughs> who is uh, supportive of uh, their children and uh, especially their daughters, right? Uh, allowing them to go explore the world and uh, uh, get to um, have new experiences. Um, wonderful. So, uh, without delving into too many other things, Ajita, I am really excited to talk about the destination that you pitched for. So, tell us and our listeners uh, where you're taking us to. It's my pleasure to share about share my experiences about Chadar Trek in this forum. Hope uh-huh. it mesmerizes you as much as it did it to me. 
Awesome. So I was just browsing on the top 10 difficult treks of India and Chadar was topping the list. Mm. So I was wondering what's so difficult about Chadar and uh, as I was browsing it intrigued my interest towards the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is done the Zanskar mountain ranges in between the Zanskar mountain ranges the Zanskar river keeps flowing. And during winter this river is completely frozen yeah. and this becomes a lifeline to carry the commodities from one place to another from zanskar village to the actual city for uh, transport yeah, okay. so i was very much interested in this and like when i kept exploring one of my friend from 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 chennai who belongs to this chennai trekking club so he was uh, telling us about this chadar trekking and i was like totally off the world so <laughs> i wanted to participate in the trek and i gave in the word and that's how it all started wonderful wonderful, wonderful. and uh, yeah just as a reference for our listeners like ajita said the chadar trek is done on a frozen river basically the frozen zanskar river and that's the unique thing about this trek um, and it's um, situated in um, jammu and kashmir that's where that's where uh, the zanskar ranges are and uh, uh, this trek is only done uh, early jan through feb i guess right it's a winter trek basically and it's done when the river is frozen basically there's no other uh, road per se that connects the end point to the village village at the end of this so it's also a, it's a actual transportation route between the village to say the mainland so that's why this is really exciting and um, for me too it gave me back memories of a trek i'd done in uh, the zion national park the this is a park in um, the utah state of uh, the united states of america and again uh, this is a trek that's done in uh, a stream so flowing water and sometimes it gets up to your waist level when you pitch this uh, the first thing that i was reminded of was uh, the zion uh, narrows where uh, this trek is done but yeah unlike the uh, trek in the water here you're actually walking on uh, like they say thin ice right uh, so that's what it is and uh, we are very excited so tell us a little bit more about your background ajita like uh, how long have you been trekking and uh, is this a uh, trek suitable for uh, say beginners too because i've heard this is a pretty difficult trek in that sense right yeah right so my trekking journey started back in 2014 my first trek was with chennai trekking club run by peter van gate in chennai so it was towards nagalapuram in chittur district in eastern ghats okay so that was a great kick start for me and i started loving the green trails how it went the rocky terrains and green terrains the love towards the green was increasing day by day <laughs> so that's how my trek started <laughs> so and then i moved to bangalore and the west beauty of western ghats was pulling my interest and i had a gang who is like trekking regularly here okay. so i joined the trekking gang and i started trekking to kodachatri magalur sakleshpur mulangiri etc so uh, this trek basically chadar trek doesn't have uh, difficult terrain mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have uh, rocky climbs and all but it has a slippery ice sheets all oh. through the journey and when the ice sheets are not properly formed you will be asked to cross the mountain ranges in rocky terrains so that climb is really difficult and you just have to hope and pray for the ice to be properly formed yeah that's how i think even the trek gets its name chadar which literally means like almost a blanket so yeah or exactly. yeah so the ice is basically formed a blanket or a sheet like thing on the river helping everybody to take the trek 
exactly that's how that's how the name has been arrived uh, so there are different sheets of the different layers of uh, eyes you see as you go through the journey some eyes will not be properly formed some will be partly formed mm-hmm. and when you keep your legs it might go inside you will have all the sphere and when the ice is completely formed the different fear comes in wherein the ice will become completely slippery oh. and normal shoes when you walk on the normal shoes you will definitely uh, fall down uh, at least uh, as you as days goes by you will get used to falling down in this trek <laughs> so, <laughs> so even i have fallen down like uh, four or five times in the complete uh, terrain and uh, that was, everyone got used to falling down and they started enjoying it some started skating on the ice without oh. any prior practice also so it was such beautiful <laughs> so the travel guides who came with us like they gave uh, complete instructions on how to walk it's like you cannot walk normally as you walk in the roads of bangalore mm. so you will have to keep your head bit tilted towards the ground okay and uh, any backpack is definitely is recommended for uh, while walking because it gives you a support because of which your body will automatically be tilted forward right and so i think you don't back- you can't even like lift your footsteps you would literally have to slide them is it like that as slide exactly so when the smooth ice sheets come you cannot lift if you, if you lift and some ice particles goes in between your shoes it is definitely a sure shot fall oh. so they don't recommend lifting your legs up you will have to glide all through the terrain and imagine gliding the terrain for 70 kilometers it is not going to be easy at all <laughs> definitely not exactly and uh, yeah i think that brings us to a good segue also uh, tell us a little bit about the length of the trek as well and uh, when exactly you did it so went to trek we mentioned that but uh, when did you do it and how long was this for yeah i did it in the january of 2018 so it was a six day trek first day and last day uh, are short treks uh, it doesn't it is like just like 12 kilometers mm-hmm. and in between it is like 13 kilometers and 15 kilometers so altogether uh, it comes to around 70 kilometers trekking oh wow okay so that's over a six day period which is uh, quite incredible given that uh, you're doing it at uh, what at an altitude of uh, over 11000 feet i think right yeah exactly it is 11000 it starts from 10000 and it gradually increases to 11000 at the nere waterfalls and you come down to 10000 back okay, okay. wonderful okay. wonderful uh, what about packing uh, ajita did you pack anything special when you went all the way from here or yeah, did you is... pick stuff from up from here or did you purchase stuff there how did you prepare for this yeah it was both actually so when i started from here i was like barely i experienced barely that kind of negative temperature so it was very first time for me i because my least was minus 1 and minus 2 i didn't go beyond that so there when i heard it was like minus 20 in the nights minus 20 to minus 30 in the nights and during daytime it comes to minus 10 to minus 15 so it is it is never positive in chadar because if it is positive it is again dangerous to you the river will be frozen down so it, it will be melted down so you don't you cannot risk your life there so while while starting here i pack three layers of uh, tops that is one is thermal layer and next layer was fleece jacket and next was holofill jacket and three layers of bottom one was thermal and then a comfortable trekking pant and then on top of that a waterproof pant 
Okay. So these were the three layers on the top and bottom, and I had one uh, one layer of uh, woolen socks, and I got some shoes from Decathlon. But mm-hmm. I recommend read users not to use uh, Decathlon shoes. I mean, not because because the gum boots that they provide in lay is actually very comfortable for the saddle trekking. Okay. So instead of buying shoes and spending some money on that, you can go for gum boots which they recommend with the tour guides they themselves recommend. Okay, okay. okay. And, and in terms of, uh, say, other equipment, right, like trekking equipment, like those poles, the sticks that you hold and stuff like that, um, and sleeping bags, tents, etc., are those all provided yeah. by your, uh, like, touring company or how does that work? Yeah, if you want, you can get it from them, but I purchased it myself because I wanted to do a lot of uh, these kind of treks, so I purchased one for myself. Okay. I got a tenting pole, I got neck gaiters, I got a balaklava, uh, I, I got some thermostat water bottles. Mm-hmm. And uh, one recommendation is like uh, when you use camphor, mm-hmm. when you use, when you smell camphor, it uh, prevents the effect of AMS, oh. so you don't feel the giddiness or vomiting sensation. So they recommended us to get camphor packs. So we got some balls of camphors, and uh, there's something called warmy packets. Warmy packets is like when you rub it, it mm-hmm. has some chemical in it, and when you rub it hard, it becomes heat and up. Okay. And you can put it on in between your socks or in between your gloves. You can just put it so that you keep your body warm. Yep. So they use this warmy packets for uh, keeping your body warm. So this is for weak peoples, but not on the first day. At least you don't uh, use warmy. So as we g- would need to experience that climate, and mm. as gradually days goes by, you can start using one or two packs of warmy. If in case like near Nairag, the temperature. climates down highly okay. so near nerek waterfalls while the we have a night stay in nerek waterfalls right. so on that day you can use warmy packets to keep yourself warm okay so you okay uh, ajita you purchased all this here in bangalore or uh, in leh where did you purchase all these like the warmy packs and the uh, other stuff yeah yeah warmy packs uh, we can get it either online purchased in online here in bangalore or there in leh as well okay. uh, so we got some from here and some we got it in leh we recommend uh, going there and buying it okay okay perfect so yeah you touch upon an important point in terms of uh, ams or acute mountain sickness uh, right uh, because uh, this is no joke this can be lethal sometimes given that uh, uh, you are at um, altitudes of over 10000 feet and the air gets like really thin and oxygen levels also fall down and i've heard like recently a couple of people i knew um they went on much they were not even hard treks but just uh, because of ams uh, one of them actually even lost his life so uh, i strongly urge listeners to take precautions and uh, keep ams and altitude sickness and frostbite and things like that in mind because uh, uh, it's it's not just like a, a little hindrance Uh, these things can get fatal at times so please take care of these things take proper precautions and uh, keep your friends and keep the guides updated about your health from time to time that's what i would suggest how did you guys um, like take care of um, or take precautions against this ajita the problem is ams is we cannot take any precautions on that because we never know if we will really fall for ams or we won't we how how efficient our lungs are we never know unless we go at uh, such an altitude yep. so they gave us one day to acclimatize get acclimatized in lay so we got down at on 13th of january and uh, we took the 13th of january for acclimatization in lay mm-hmm. we just spent the whole day spending in our hotel just walking here and there i found some differences even while climbing the steps and getting down 
so there is definitely a difference when we are going immediately shooting up from that 3000 feet to 11000 feet mm-hmm. there is lots of differences when we climb even uh, two three steps i just found some differences and so that's how it started but as time went by it was okay we were getting used to it and evening we went for on walk where they took us for shopping mm. uh, so people who didn't get uh, woolen socks and all we, we were shopping there there were some military shops in blay mm. who sell goods for cheap uh, cost so i recommend reader users to go there and uh, buy it from the military shops as well right. because uh, their quality is also very good and they are very cheap compared to the rates in bangalore yeah i think uh, also as you pointed out acclimatization becomes um, also so so much more important right it's very very important that you spend some time and get used to the altitude the weather conditions there etc and if you do experience uh, any difference in your own health i think it's always better to like call it out to uh, people who are around and tell them that you're not feeling that good yeah right. exactly yeah. awesome exactly so uh, lovely i think you've set up the context really well for us we've uh, gone through the stages of preparation etc i think we should directly uh, jump into the trek now and uh, start with your day one and how it was and tell us uh, where you headed off to yeah uh, so after the acclimatization process it was monday so we had to go to chilling that's the place where the trek starts so it <laughs> okay. is 80 km away from leh the place itself is uh, the name itself is like chilling <laughs> exactly. so yeah uh, it's 80 km away so they took us in a van so we have we opted for porters because we didn't know how difficult the trek would be so right. we opted for porters so they were carrying our luggages and they were uh, coming in another van and we were in one van we were uh, traveling and we halted at magnetic hill to take some photos and see the beauty of magnetic hill see the uh, it's a wonder actually it's a wonder uh, we stood there and we had a glance of it and then we started to chilling the chilling mm. uh, so the first day ca- first day campsite was towards shingra Uh, okay. so from chilling to shingra it is like around 12 kilometers mm. so they they started uh, giving tips on how we need to walk how to glide and slide and how where all we should not lift our legs mm. and what are the difficulties we should face there and there was one more disclaimer put saying that if in case uh, they'll be checking oxygen levels of everyone they had this oximeter portable oximeter device with them okay. so if in case at the end of the day if your uh, oxygen levels are not up to the mark uh after a short sleep after a break they used to check it if the oxygen level is not up to the mark they will be sent back oh okay interesting uh, so generally what are the oxygen levels uh, because around at least i think here uh, in normal terrains you have to be above 100 yeah i mean it's close to 100% no, no, no. i think right uh, close to yeah, 100 yeah normal terrains normal terrain they suggest 90 plus oh, 90%. and in terrains like that 80 plus 80 plus is suggested oh. 80 plus seems fit Okay. Yeah, it seems a little bit less. <laughs> I think I'm also going <laughs> feeling less oxygenated. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so so uh, I'll ask you a, a very important question at this point. Uh, how much long was it before you had your first fall, or uh, somebody from your group had their first fall? <laughs> it was just immediately in half an hour. Uh, not even half an hour. It was in 15 minutes. The first fall was in 15 minutes, <laughs> and the worst part of it was uh, one guy kept his legs in the water. Oh, oh lord oh so <laughs> the ice was partly formed and we were about to jump we were about to have a long jump there but uh, somehow he kept his leg inside the water and that was like so scary he was shouting he, because as soon as your legs go inside you don't feel your legs no. you st- start getting numb 
you won't have the senses to remove it yourself also so the guide was pulling his legs out of the water and slowly we were rubbing his legs and his socks was completely wet when he took it out and showed the socks it, it was not even able to fall down oh, on the ground <laughs> oh my god completely frozen oh. <laughs> so that was the first fall and it was in immediately 15 minutes later we started so the cautiousness of the team gradually increased seeing all these incidents mm. uh, so we we sat back after that for 15 minutes and the guide was again instructing how to use this uh, pole to avoid all these falls mm-hmm. so when you walk before you will have to check your uh, pole um, though he, he was walking in front but somehow he when he jumped this guy couldn't jump as much as that guy jumped mm. so yeah, it was quite scary that time that was the only fall where the guy kept in water since i, I bet he, it would have taken him a long time to get back to normal uh, i mean the numbness to go as well plus i think once your clothes and your socks are wet and your shoes especially i think if they are wet uh, your i think your entire day is just pretty much ruined because you have to walk around with those wet shoes no no that's the beauty of gum boots gum boots are like waterproof boots oh. so when you just rub it on sides of the rocks it will be back to normal oh, that is the beauty of gum boots decathlon provides waterproof shoes they suggest that but i prefer gum boots on my personal opinion i prefer gum boots for all these kind of adventures that's some, quite a learning yeah, yeah. Some, some people use crampons on top of gum boots also but i don't think crampons is necessary really mm-hmm. because without crampons our team did well okay mm-hmm. okay. okay that's great awesome so, so you trekked for about uh, 12 kilometers that first uh, day before you camped right all right and this was towards shingra shingra was mm-hmm. our first camping site okay yeah go on now so on the way yeah on the way there will be many people carrying the sledges with your luggages and all right. so they'll be dragging it and you can see them shouting out jule jule so jule <laughs> sure. is the way to greet people in ladakh yeah. so that keeps you motivating that uh, looking at their happiness and their smile and their faces like it keeps you motivating throughout that trek all through the way they keep shouting and they keep dancing here and there <laughs> and they were highly motivating team of people okay wonderful <laughs> and and uh, tell us a little bit more uh, so your first day you've trekked you're all excited and uh, at the same time you've uh, uh, had a little bit of a mess up in terms of uh, one of your t- uh, team members um, like stepping in water etc uh, so how was the first night when you camped yeah first night we were totally totally frozen <laughs> we couldn't come out of the tent also the tent was also cold uh, the sleeping bags whichever we carried everything was cold so i couldn't touch my friend's body also when i touched my friend's body i was like uh, like current shock it was the cold shock oh my god so they gave us hot tea as soon as we reached the camping site they gave us hot tea with biscuits mm. so in that sense the porters and the cook people who came with us were so supportive they know the plight like uh, yeah. they know how we can adapt and our team was a vegetarian team so we didn't usually people prefer eating sheep there eating sheep will increase your uh, body temperature humidity towards yeah okay. and body temperature and it will increase your immunity towards the cold oh, so they suggest eating sheep but our team was a vegetarian team and we couldn't go for that oh, oh. we were eating rajma chawal <laughs> rajma chawal across <laughs> the trip Hmm. and uh, and how about some uh, say local delicacies did you have a chance to try them out as well i mean uh, i i'm not quite sure if uh, uh, if if that was accessible but uh, did you get a chance to like uh, savor some of those 
yeah there was something called tukka okay. tukka was uh, tukka was a tibetan yeah correct exactly the tibetan soup so that was given to us almost all the days during the lunch time okay so uh, that was not easy to eat it was we it didn't taste good as much as we expected <laughs> so we, we found it hard to eat but still uh, they give that because uh, you don't feel hungry as soon after eating it you don't feel it will keep your appetite bit lesser compared okay. to the normal days right so ajita the first day how, how long of a trek was it did you say it was 12 kilometers oh 12 kilometers okay perfect okay so we were just after reaching the camping site uh, using the washroom was also a new experience to us so the keeping personal hygiene how to keep the personal hygiene there was an instruction given to us like uh, what kind of things that you will have to maintain there mm. uh, and since himalaya is getting polluted mm. uh, so reasons those places are getting polluted we should not use uh, wet tissues which won't be decomposed that easily we should be using normal tissues paper tissues mm. so that it will be decomposed easily there okay. uh, so these instructions were given to us after reaching the camping site uh, um, we were into our sleeping bags and some people use water bags hot water bags oh. to keep themselves warm so that was very helpful that was very effective as well because once we were using hot water bags we didn't feel cold at all it was very highly uh, highly advisable thing. but i think quite an effort yeah. to fill the hot water bags for so many people as well right yeah we were a team of 12 people so those cooks they were prioritizing the need of hot water so okay. immediately as soon as they land there they will fill our thermostat water bottles with hot water okay. and uh, all the hot water bags will be filled by them okay okay good okay wonderful wonderful so <clears throat> uh, first day i mean uh, you're all excited and new experiences obviously so you've gone through all of this and uh, where were you headed off the on next, the yeah. next day next day was towards tip caves uh, yeah right tip caves okay yes right so i was seriously expecting a cave there which will be very much closed and i won't feel the cold but it was not like that <laughs> it was an it was a joining place of two mountains so it was still cold only uh, but the way it is surrounded by mountain it was wrapped by mountains i would say mm. so uh, the, that was our next place of stay there were some two more two teams parallel to us they were also walking with us they were having all the songs being played inside their trek and it was completely entertaining oh, so interesting uh, so the beautiful thing about tip caves was the galaxy of stars hmm. when we came out that night we couldn't go inside back and this by this time we were like used to that weather right uh, we were knowing what layers to wear which layer is very comfortable to wear to bearing that weather so we were all comfortable with the layers of clothes mm. and when we came out when we looked above and that was amazing sight i i couldn't explain it in words it was a galaxy of stars in front of it was like a fairy tale yeah. and uh, songs were there it was a fairy tale i was sitting in a cave just looking at glancing at the stars it was just amazing st- walk that day mm. so second day is my most memorable day in the complete trek it was a 15 kilometer trek it is the longest trek actually co- uh, compared to other days mm. 15 kilometer was the longest one and uh, this walking walking keeps you warm actually right. so as you walk you will find yourself warm and you will feel like walking more and more when you feel when you reach the camping site you will be like can i walk more <laughs> you will get that kind of sensation uh, you won't feel like resting bag in your sleeping bag because uh, sleeping bag is already filled with ice here and there right. so in this cave when we woke up and saw the tent was covered with a sheet of ice 
so they had to rub the tents uh, all the sides so that the ice will just fall off uh, it was an amazing experience altogether yeah. and and uh, just going back to um, the night skies that you experienced there right uh, uh, mm. i mean this is literally like people say right it looks like a galaxy of stars but uh, in this case it is literally like that right because uh, especially for people of the city who are living um, who've been living in the cities uh, because of all the light pollution and all of that we barely get to enjoy our skies at night time right uh, mm-hmm. so this must have been a great experience exactly and the density of stars i didn't ima- even imagine that it would be so much yeah. because uh, here in bangalore I, st- i hardly see like one or two stars here and there but there the density of stars it was very close to each other and uh, one of our trek mates sandeep nagar he was just spotting the stars and he was naming this star is that that star is this and we were so amazed <laughs> looking at that view completely amazed yeah, reminds me of that uh, scene from swades right where he tries to draw uh, constellations yeah constellations <laughs> yeah <laughs> must have been like that so know. what time of the day did you guys start off the next uh, yeah the next day the next was day. Uh, where were you headed off to and uh, how long of a uh, day was this in terms of kilometers covered yeah after tip came to our destination nerak waterfalls oh, okay. it was 13 kilometer so we are finally towards our destination and every day morning as usual they were uh, checking the oximeter readings mm. and uh, luckily our team was good enough to proceed okay. so only one girl was sent back on the first day one girl was sent back because oh, okay. of our fitness levels uh, so other all of us were uh, going ahead mm-hmm. and this was much awaited day nera quarter falls the mother of all water falls was right in front of our eyes sure. so it was 13 km it was a co- comparatively sh- because the previous day it was 15 km and 13 seemed very shorter t- shorter t- trek to us right so in between we were seeing some ice plates also in water so all the uh, now the view seemed very interesting to us we started observing the difference in the ice sheets mm-hmm. like when you walk in some ice areas in game of thrones uh, episodes and all i'll be looking i'll be hearing that sound the cracking <laughs> of ice Right. so that sound i was really experiencing below my legs so when i keep on uh, so even in fridge deep deep fridge you might be seeing different levels of ices right, so right, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are different kinds of ices as we go forward uh, some ice was completely formed and it was slippery mm. uh, some were partly formed and you were actually able to carry the ice in your hands and play with it okay. like uh, snowfall regions and some ice was like pa- partly formed wherein when you keep your legs inside you will feel water going beside your shoe uh-huh. so that part were scary so these kinds of different uh, ice was there and you will start realizing how to walk in different sizes uh-huh. ice ice sheets in some places you will have to glide in some places you can just walk as normally and uh, some places the pro- problem will come when the ice terrain changes mm-hmm. so uh, when the snowy region to the slippery region when it changes yeah. that time you will have to slowly slide and lift your legs and these things you will start learning as you walk through okay. and uh, this learning was all interesting and okay. we started getting we started sliding and playing in some terrains <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we were sleeping and rolling in some terrains Okay. so so it is all full of fun and some places the sledge the porters carry the sledge right they call you to sit on top of sledge uh-huh. and they drag you to some extent and <laughs> they will have fun doing that uh, so they'll be singing songs and dragging you forward so yeah. it was all fun and interesting awesome uh-huh. and uh, tell us a little bit more about the uh, nerak uh, waterfalls right because uh, this one is a technically frozen waterfall if i'm not wrong right 
yeah it is completely frozen waterfalls um, basically nerak is a village in the other part of zanskar mm. uh, so this is village from where the people would commute to lay to sell yak butter copper utensils goat skin etc right. uh, so uh, during summer there is another route saying pensila a mountain range of ladakh region Uh, so that route was used during summer for uh, transportation transporting these goods oh, but uh, in winter that route becomes unusable it is completely it would be completely filled with ice and uh, it would become useless so people prefer the zanskar route which is like 145 kilometers right uh, actually yeah there is one more trek called full circuit chadar trek okay. when the person will be taken beyond nerak waterfalls to the village actual village okay. and they, and you can come back so that stretch is a long one mm-hmm. but uh, today i don't see any trekking group doing that mm-hmm. uh, maybe because of the difficulty level right. or because of the ams sickness maybe because it is even more elevated as you go beyond uh, nerak it is more elevated and you won't find any proper place to stay i think mm-hmm. so they don't recommend going beyond nerak we took back we turned back from nerak but i think we should sometime try this full circuit chadar trek as well I, i think also the name also is a pretty scary name uh, is exactly. yeah so narak nerak whatever how do you pronounce, however you would pronounce it means hell <laughs> exactly they call it narak some people call it narak the people local localites call it narak yeah, because narak of the harsh weather yeah. yeah because of the harsh water falls uh, weather conditions there yeah. so in between the treks we saw some hot water springs as well oh wonderful wow. so that was uh, totally a surprise it came as a surprise to us because uh, we could never expected such water water even a small waterfall also there were uh, even a stream was frozen but in two or three places he he stood as he stood and he was explaining about the hot water springs so those people have uh, strong belief in dalai lama mm. they they pre they preach dalai lama as their god mm. tibetan culture so they believe that this hot water springs were formed by dalai lama because uh, people were suffering without water while they walk from one end to another mm. so these springs were helping them to have some water in between wow yeah but uh, yeah uh, along with that uh, it's also a marvel of the nature right at one hand you have temperatures uh, at about uh, minus 20 to minus 30 degrees and at the same place you have uh, these hot water springs uh, right so it's a marvel of nature as well right exactly awesome. so yeah. at this point what you're 3 uh, days into the trek or into the trip yeah we have completed 3 days and next 3 okay. days is just a repeat of first 3 days okay. so site is just the same but mm. when you come from the other side the site doesn't seem like a repetition the mountain <laughs> seem different to us when we come from the other side uh-huh. so uh, and one more thing is like you when you walk without sunglasses right. the the intensity of sun rays is very high so it uh-huh. just uh, reflects from the eye sheets and it gets directly into your eye and your eye starts burning when you go without sunglasses sure so that's advisable yeah. too yeah yeah carry sunglasses yeah right because, because so, places like these you would never think a lot of people initially at least when a lot of people we used to say ki you have to carry sunscreen and sunglasses and all that so it would be quite a shocker but then uh, like i remember telling my dad saying that why do you need to carry sunglasses and he's like the sun intensity is so high that you need a sunglass to like protect <laughs> your eyes so yeah is this some stuff that you would i mean you would not relate to right away <laughs> Exactly. Or at least maybe I was living under a rock that back then. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> 
yeah there, there was some incident like which was scary one guy from another trekking group he fell into water he was shouting he for one instance when he was ha- partly into water he was shouting and then he lost his grip and he full com- fell completely into water oh. so he, they just ran and took him out of water his body was turning blue color the oxygen levels were decreasing then they they were just rubbing all through his body so it is better to be disciplined and go ahead with the uh, rules and regulations of your team uh, we don't recommend doing any risky adventures at such a places because jumping into the water will bring a condition called hypothermia absolutely so that is again a risky condition and uh, I think it's better to be disciplined at such places. Exactly. I think you raise a very valid and a very important point too. Uh, the importance of responsible travel in such places, right? It becomes even more, even, uh, I think even more critical it becomes because uh, given given the unique nature of these places, uh, plus the harsh conditions they are in, right? Uh, it is best to respect nature in these instances and be responsible. Like whatever you're doing, uh, don't be stupid. Uh, and don't go against the advice of the gu- tour guides and your uh, uh, team. And uh, think about everybody. Think about yourself first and then think about everybody else as well as to how it might um, impact like acts of um, like stupid or foolish acts like this might impact the rest of the group as well um so responsible travel also becomes a very important part um, of travel in general but uh, it becomes more critical in places like this uh, but one of the point i'd like to touch at this um, at this stage ajita is that you've been with the team uh, you've been with the group for uh, a good 5 6 days right over the trek uh, but um, how was the experience like uh, uh, interacting with the porters or say with the cooks the locals who came along with you right how was the experience interacting with these folks uh except the tour guide no one understands our language everyone speak ladakhi language uh-huh. so with the porters we couldn't make any conversation we could just make some actions and we were trying to ask some food to fill mm-hmm. them ask them to fill water bottles and that was the maximum the smile they give they call july july uh-huh. so whatever we talk we'll end up with july july uh-huh. uh, so that's how we could converse with them they were also very old people they were making their living out of this uh, porting porter work mm-hmm. so we couldn't converse much but yeah they were uh, this apart from tour guides there was two more there were two more people who were quite friendly and they were making fun of us so the way we conversed was very little so we were singing our songs and they started singing their songs in return <laughs> so they were like there was an ladaki song which was mapo na leva le jire so when we sing this our song they were singing their song and they were trying to teach us the words in that song okay. so that was the maximum conversation with them and the food when we when they give the food and when we don't eat it completely they start coming and say eat eat the love and the care they show was uh, just lovely we were feeling at home with them also though we didn't understand the language the way they show their actions and they the way they ask uh, uh, ask us to eat uh, everything they were so friendly people there is an old ladakhi saying also mm-hmm. only the best of friends and worst of enemies visit us oh, uh, so God. this is one of the famous ladakhi sayings so they were living according to it and i uh, one more thing i wanted to share this at the end of the trek after we return from nerek to shilling uh-huh. as soon as we reach shilling uh, there is a on the way you uh, there were some juniper trees uh-huh. and they the twig of juniper tree was given to uh, to all of us at the end according to them this bring this brings good luck wealth and health oh wonderful It's interesting yeah so, yeah 
they believe on that and when they we completed they just kept the twig of juniper tree on all our jackets and they were blessing us we could just understand their blessings in the actions but yeah they were blessing us uh-huh. they were posing with us in all the photos uh-huh. uh, so stanzin stanzin is a common name in ladaki so at least uh, out of 10 or two two three people were named as stanzin stanzin s t a n z i n stanzin i don't know what is the significance of it but uh, many people were named after that person i just wanted to read about it uh-huh. uh, so that was it uh, so wonderful yeah. it looks like uh, uh, overall great experience a great adventure and um, in in such harsh conditions you guys have had a great time too uh, so i'm really glad that you had a wonderful time so on your way back do um, pretty much retrace the same route but uh, did you spend more time in la once you were back yeah we spent one day Okay. Uh, we just visited this particular monastery we okay. were having some snacks and neha snacks and some historical wall of fame museum was there oh, the uh, we fame? were going across yeah correct okay. hall of fame uh, so we were going through the such places and we came back okay so since it was winter there was not much happening in le mm-hmm. if it was summer there would be a lot of uh, happening stuff in le and the motorbikes rental we were trying to rent a motorbike but all the rental shops were closed since it was winter okay. and people rarely come out of their houses uh so we spent day in hotel only most of the time okay okay wonderful, wonderful wonderful sounds like an amazing journey that you've had and that you've taken us to thank you so much for being a wonderful guide to us yeah it is uh, as i said right uh, this one is a very unique trek uh, in itself and uh, thank you for uh, giving us and our listeners um sample of this a flavor of this and uh, uh yeah a lot of uh, important points to right from how to be prepared to go on such a trek two uh, important things like uh, responsible travel that one has to keep in mind while um, going to places like this and respect the nature right more than anything because these are all uh, marvels of the nature creations of the nature and uh, it is our responsibility and our duty to protect these and uh, save these for the future generations so thank you so much ajita for coming and sharing your story your wonderful uh, trekking story with us thanks elant That was yet another great episode of The Bizarre Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Savan, Pocket Casts, Castbox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We go by the handle The Bizarre Stories. or if it suits you you could email us at themosafirstories@gmail.com or visit our website at www.themosafirstories.com for more information all of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode so here's to more traveling sharing and inspiring stay tuned for our next episode until then happy travels and goodbye